podcast. It's me, Sarah Sodizi, your girl. So in one of my previous episodes, I'm pretty sure I've talked about it, where (laughs) I don't know what it is, where certain situations I've been in have been really, really scary for me. But then I've realized after the fact that maybe it wasn't so scary after all. And there's a specific story that I talked about where I went on a roller coaster with my sister and the whole time when I was going up the slope, I was like freaking out and I was like, oh, and then afterwards when we went down the roller coaster, it was like lit AF and it was the best time ever. And now I don't even know why I was scared in the first place, but it is what it is. So this is another instance of when I went to Canada's Wonderland and this is where I start to real or I've started to realize And like when I look back at stories like these, I'm like, parents are awesome because you know something, sometimes your kid is going to be so, so scared to do something or so, so scared. And you're going to have to confront those things with them because my mom, not good with heights, but I wanted to go on this water slide really, 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 really badly because I was finally old enough to go on that water slide because you have to be like a certain height or whatever, right? And dimensions and all that stuff. So I really, really wanted to go on this water slide, but I had no one to go with. So my mom bless her heart first of all doesn't know how to swim and doesn't is is not comfortable with heights at all but she went with me because she knew how badly I wanted to go on this and I had no one else to go with okay so you can only imagine like sometimes parents have to put aside their own fears so that their kids can be happy and this is one of those monumental moments that I'll never forget in my life where my mom put aside the fears that she had because she told me afterwards like she even tells me to this day she's like I'm Mika like I don't know why you put me through that because I was terrified when that was going on but again she didn't want me to see her sweat because then at that point I would have started freaking out so anyways here's the story So I want to say I was about eight years old when this happened. And I think I've mentioned this before where like every year, every year from when I was like six years old all the way up until I was like 13, our church used to go on an annual Wonderland trip. Like we used to announce it to the entire congregation and all the young people. We all used to go together. Like we'd have like a designated date. And I remember all the time in the summer when it was summer vacation, that was like the one the one thing that I'd always look forward to in the summertime because we would have an annual Wonderland trip and they would announce it to the church and like everybody would go basically, right? So anyways, this year I was finally tall enough. I've mentioned this before. I know that I've mentioned this before where I was like always anticipating being tall enough to go on certain kind of rides because my brother and sister used to roast me and be like, no, I'm not going on the kiddie rides with you because that's for babies. But finally, finally, finally that year, I was tall enough to go on some of the water slides. And these were like things that I guess my parents were a little bit more comfortable with because roller coasters, obviously neither one of them wanted to go on those. But water slides, I mean, that's like a little bit more feasible because it's water, right? Like it's not really anything scary or anything like that. However, a lot of these water slides were pretty like, I mean, as an adult now, obviously I don't see them as like anything super crazy or anything like that. But as a kid, I've started to realize this actually with my niece is that the world seems so much bigger when you're a little kid. So think of me like eight year old runt because I hadn't had my growth spurt yet. Most of my friends did, but I hadn't had my growth spurt yet. So I was a little runt and I was ready to go on these water slides and I was like super stoked and I was like, oh my gosh, like this is going to be the year. This is going to be the time. And you know something? I feel like every single time I'm anticipating things like that and I get super excited and I like 
stimulate myself like crazy is when I second guess everything and I'm like (laughs) and then I start to freak out when it actually happens I I don't know but anyways bless my mom's heart she was like okay mija like let's get on the let's get on the water slide so this water slide let me try and frame it in a way that's like easily easy to visualize so basically this water slide you had to get your own what is the word like the little donuts i guess they're called if like the little floating donut thingies where you can sit in the hole or whatever and then they push you off and it goes down the slide that type of thing it's kind of like see i'm terrible i'm terrible at explaining things because why was i out here trying to say it's like a sled (laughs) that you use in the snow but for water (laughs) what but okay so Anyways, those little donuts that you sit in and they push you off and then you go down the water slide. That's what it was, okay? But you had to carry them up yourself to go onto the water slide. That's that's just how it worked. So this is before they had like those devices where you literally put it on the machine and then the conveyor belt like takes it all the way up to the slides and stuff because now they have that at Wonderland, but back then they didn't. So anyways, we line up for this water slide. We get our donuts, my mom and I, we get our donuts and we start going up the stairs and at first I was like really stoked I was like heck yeah this is gonna be amazing yo like finally I'm old enough finally I'm tall enough to go on this ride this is gonna be sick so we start going up the steps and I don't know what it was like maybe like just like my little pea brain over here eight-year-old pea brain was like freaking out over the fact that the stairs were wooden And so like it didn't seem like it was very stable, not to mention the fact that it was very high up like this water slide. Again, the world seems so much bigger when you're a little kid versus now. But I started going up and I started freaking out a little bit because, yeah, like it was really shaky and stuff. And I was like, oh, no, 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 no. Like I started looking down and it was just, oh, God, I'm so embarrassed, bro. So we start going up the stairs and like, again, This is what parents do. Parents will not sweat in front of you. I think it's like a Latino thing or something like that. Maybe it's not, but I know a lot of Latino parents that do not want to look weak in front of their peers. No matter who it is, whether it's a child or an adult, they do not want to look weak in front of anybody. So they mask everything and they try and make it seem like everything's okay. And my mom is no exception to this because I know, I know because she told me afterwards she was freaking out. Because it was starting to get really high up to where the water, like to the top of where the water slide was or whatever, because there was a lineup of people starting to get really high. And my mom obviously doesn't know how to swim, right? So she was really only just relying on the little floaty thing, right? So we're going up there. Tell me how, tell me how we almost get to the front of like where the water slide starts. No, this is so embarrassing, but I'm going to tell you guys anyway. So we're almost at the front of when the water slide starts. And I start crying. I start crying. I start freaking out. And I'm like, no, mommy, I can't do this. I can't do this. No, no lo puedo hacer. I can't do this. And my mom looks at me and is like, mija, you are getting on that slide. You're getting on that slide and we're going to go down. I was like, no, mommy, no lo quiero hacer. No lo quiero hacer. Translation, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. She's like, mija, like we've been waiting in line this whole time. ¿Por qué me, me dijiste, or no me dijiste antes que no querías ir? The translation, why didn't you tell me before that you didn't want to get on the slide? And I was just crying the whole time. Like I couldn't, this is the problem. When I was a little kid, and even now sometimes, when I cry, I'm the type of crier that isn't very coherent. So like when somebody asks me a question while I'm crying, I'm the type of person that would be like, (laughs) 
would like to start hyperventilating like that because it's a combination of fear and anxiety. I've learned to manage that a little bit more now, but every once in a while it comes out as an adult when I'm crying. But it was worse because when I was a kid, like it, you, there was no stopping me when it came to stuff like that because I had no idea how to manage it. So my mom's trying to talk to me while while we're in line and kids are staring at me too i remember this. this is what kind of triggered it even more because kids were staring at me as i was crying in the line and they were all like they were all like looking at me like yo what is this girl's deal bro but my mom she kept telling me she's like okay mija you tell me right now do you want to go on this ride or not and i was like no mommy i don't want to do it so we got out of the line and we had to take our donuts with us go down oh we go down those set of stairs and all these people are watching us as we're going down it's hella embarrassing whatever so we finally get to the bottom and i'm still very upset and then my mom looks at me dead in the eye and was just like mija like you you need to tell me these things before you decide to do them because sometimes you know it might look like a good idea at first but then afterwards when you try to go out and do it maybe it's not such a good idea so my mom kind of was like trying to sway me and be like hell no like let's not do this because low-key she won't admit this to me but low-key i feel like she was trying to just like turn me away from the fact that like yo like she was kind of scared too like of the height of where like the the top of the water slide was and the fact that she couldn't swim like todas esas cosas all of those things she kind of put them into her own perspective and was like hell no nah. like if i can convince her not to do this then i ain't gotta do it right so we're chilling at the pool and like i was feeling really bummed out because i was like okay like yo like i gotta stop being such a wimp like i, I was scared for what like you know i really started to internalize all these thoughts and thinking like yo i was such a loser like i was so excited to go on this water slide and 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 for what like everybody was staring at me and like uh, i was so nervous blah, 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 blah. but then i kept replaying it in my mind and i really 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 like to think that this was god speaking to me and being like me huh Ponte los pantalones, put on your pants. Doesn't really translate well in English, but basically ponte los pantalones is like put on your big girl pants and like really echale ganas, like really do things with, I can't, I can't translate things in English. Do things like to the best of your ability. And I was like, okay, no, sabes que, you know what? I'm going to go on this water slide. So I told my mom again, the look on her face, she was so cheesed at me because she was like, mija, we're not about to go through the because you can imagine we're not about to go through this again. Like your little kid or your your daughter already freaked out and chickened out on going on a water slide. And you don't want to go up there again because you were already like more than halfway up the damn line. And then at the last second, she's like, no, no quiero hacerlo. My mom was fed up. She was just like, hell no, like we're not doing it. And I was like, mommy, no, de verdad quiero hacerlo, blah, blah, blah. Like truly, uh, translation, truly, I want to do it. I really, really, really want to do it. So my mom was like, okay. Confirm with me now that you want to do it. And no matter what, we're not getting out of that line. And I was like, okay, fine. Like I looked her dead in the face, square in the face. And I said, okay, mommy, we're going to do it. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. She was like, okay, pues vamos a hacerlo. So we, <laughs> we get in the line again. We get the donuts and we start going up the stairs. And I'm out here violently tapping my foot. And I'm just like, okay, like I've got to do this. I got to do this. I said I would do it. I said I would do it. And I kept replaying it in my head. Like it was literally a broken record just going on. Like I have to do this. I have to do this. Don't look down. Don't look down. The whole time, guys, literally the whole time I spent just thinking in my brain as we were going up the stairs and in the line, I was like, I cannot look down. I can't look at the surrounding area. I can't look at anything. So I just... <laughs> I literally was holding the donut and I was looking at the label of the donut or like the, the safety instructions of the donut. 
for me to sit on because I didn't want to look at anything else. I was reading it the whole time. I want to say, like, this was years ago, so obviously I don't remember, but I want to say I read the safety instructions of that donut 20 times. Easily 20 times because the line was huge by then. Like, because this was like, I don't even know. This was in the summer. It was an afternoon, whatever. So then finally, Alfin we get to the top of the water slide where the lifeguard is and then the the people that push you into the water slide and this water slide was like a tube so you can't really see outside it was called it's called black hole i'm pretty sure they still have it now but you cannot see anything outside so the whole time that you're inside this water slide it's completely pitch dark so that kind of freaked me out a little bit too but i was like no ya llegamos we made it we're already at the top let's do this so my mom is behind me and she sees me and was like, okay, mija, siéntate, blah, 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 sit down, blah, blah, blah. She was like trying to like, you know, get me to chill out, whatever. <laughs> get me to chill out. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And then the lifeguard was like, okay, like you're ready, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah. So I was like sitting comfortable on the donut and everything. And then finally they were like three, two, one. And then they pushed me down the water slide. Guys, it was so much fun. Exhilarating experience. 10 out of 10, 11 out of 10 would recommend to a friend. Because as the as the end of the the water slide came, I could see the light from where like the end of the pool was or like the, the water from when you get out of the water slide or whatever. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's so fun. Blah, 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 blah. So finally I get out and i'm like sliding off of my donut and the water is pretty shallow like you know like when you're getting out of the water slide obviously because there are probably people that don't know how to swim so like they it's like standing water so that you can kind of walk out so anyways i get out and i take my donut with me and i put it on the the side where like all the people are collecting their donuts and then i wait for my mom and tell me she doesn't want to admit this but tell me how i hear this woman like miles before miles before she even comes out of the out of the end of the tube miles before and i hear her ah, screaming 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 and gets to the bottom and then pretends como si fuera nada pretends as if nothing even happened just slides out and is like oh and starts walking up the like out of the pool with her donut and then she asked me, she's like, hey, como le fue, mija? How did it go? I was like, oh, it was so much fun, mom. Do you want to do it again? My mom's like, no, mija. My mom's like, no, mija. You can go by yourself, but that's the first and the last time that I'm going to do that. And whenever I recall this story, I always think, like, due to recent events, like, I've, I've had to come in contact with a situation where I've had to be the brave one and really comfort my mom in a time where she was really struggling but I've, I've i've started to think like my mom's done that so many times for me so so many times for me in my time of need when i was scared of something or when i didn't want to do something she's always been there and it's really made me feel really good in the sense where parents are supposed to be there for you when you're scared of things but sometimes there's there's times where yeah like you're gonna find yourself taking care of your parents or find yourself really doing things for your parents but a lot of times what I think like really helps me I guess like regulate those feelings or regulate how I'm feeling in that moment when I feel really scared about things like I always think like my mom's done this for me you know I think it's my turn to kind of return the favor and kind of bring her that comfort in a time where she feels very stressed out feels very fearful i'll tell you guys another story actually that's kind of related to <laughs> that's even worse than this if you can imagine that's even worse than this 
Okay, so for those of you that grew up with me at church, <laughs> y'all know where this is going. I just feel like you guys know. But basically, when I was growing up, I used to have horrible stage fright. Terrible stage fright where like I couldn't speak in front of anybody in English or in Spanish. It used to just make me want to pee my pants and it just wasn't a good look. All right. For like a very, very, very significant amount of time of my life. Like I want to say from when I was in kindergarten all the way up until grade four, I could not and would not speak in front of the church or like in any other setting. Like I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't do it or I couldn't do it rather. That's what this story is about. So anyways, I remember that all the teachers, all my Sunday school teachers used to find and try to get me to somehow speak in front of everybody whether it was just a tiny little section of a play or just like the shortest verse that they could find to say in front of the congregation they would give me that part because they still very much wanted me to participate because my my brother and sister they would participate in things and they would be like shining stars and amazing at everything so of course they're gonna give the smallest so easy like uh, some sort of part okay and so they would try and find ways for me to be feel confident, whether that was giving me prizes or saying like, OK, this is like super short or even they would take the time out of their day or out of their lives to memorize things with me, like go over it multiple times and pretend that there were people in the audience, like every single trick in the book, guys, every single one. And yet Every single time that there was a point where we would celebrate a holiday, we would have a random presentacion, presentation in English. Hello, I just said it with a Spanish accent. And every time we would have anyone, any, any one of these events, I would cry on the stage. Anybody who grew up with me in the church or any of the church elders from, the, I doubt they're listening to this podcast, but any of the church elders they will tell you the story of how I used to be the kid that would get up on stage and when it was my turn to talk and hold the microphone, I would just cry in front of everybody. And my parents, obviously, they 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 knew. Like after like, I want to say like three times of this mishap, like this mishap, they were prepared to just carry me off stage or to take me away while I was crying on stage. And like I mentioned to you guys before, I'd be the crier that very much would be like, <laughs> I couldn't say anything either. So even if I tried to say something while I was crying, nothing would come out. Like absolutely nothing would come out of my lips. And so this went on for, like I said, a significant amount of time until, and my mom has video evidence of this, even though this is the cringiest outfit that I think I've ever worn in my 27 years of my life. But nonetheless, it makes a great memory. But there was one time where I finally faced my fear and spoke in front of the entire congregation. And I'm about to tell you that story. So I want to say that this happened when I was in grade three. So I had to have been seven or eight years old. Yo, I was really out here when I was eight. I was going on water slides. I was facing my fears for stage fright. Yo, this was a monumental time. But anyways, I mentioned that I was wearing the world's ugliest outfit in this situation. So I'll explain that now. So... <laughs> this is like a side story of a story but basically I was really excited to get a brand new fresh 
pair of sneakers for school because this was around back to school season. So I was just starting grade three and my parents were like, okay, we're going to buy you a brand new pair of shoes because you know, you dirtied up your other ones and you need a brand new pair of shoes. So we went to the shoe store and because my parents did not want to buy me a pair of Converse, nor did they want to buy me a pair of Fat Farms, I ended up getting the knockoff version of the two. So it was like a blend of the two where you have like the white, like the white front part and then the uh, like the canvas part of the shoe looks like a Converse. Like I said, this is a horrible description, but you'll get you'll get an idea if you search up what Fat Farms used to look like back in the day. That's what the front part of the shoe looked like. And then the middle part was literally canvas like a Converse. So you put those two things together. You got my shoes. OK, so I was mad stoked to be wearing those shoes. And my parents specifically said they were like, hey, you can't wear these shoes until you go back to school. Pero que? Pero que? I did not want to listen to my parents because, of course, I am the rebellious one and I didn't want to listen to my parents for whatever reason. I don't freaking know. But I really wish that I could just punch myself in the face. Like, if I could go back in time and punch myself in the face and tell myself, please don't do this, you're going to hate yourself and you're going to regret it because every time I watch this video, I hate myself and I regret it. But basically, I took them out of the box and I put the shoes on and my parents were pissed. They were like, Miha, you shouldn't be wearing those shoes. They don't go with the outfit because I was wearing, guys, get this, get this. I was wearing like a red dress shirt, red dress shirt with a long gray skirt, a long gray skirt. And these were brand new shoes, like never been worn fresh out of the box. So they were super bright. The colors were pristine. It was like super standout. And I don't, I don't know why I thought it'd be cool to be wearing sneakers like that with like a skirt. Like I, guys, I should post it on Instagram for y'all to see. But it was just so embarrassing. Like I just, I don't like looking at it. I don't like talking about it. I don't like thinking about it because it just why, why would I do that? And part of this was because I wanted to wear the brand new shoes and I was really excited. But also part of this was because in general, I just hated dressing up for church. My parents, like, I'll talk about this on another episode, I'm sure. But my parents knew how much I hated wearing pantyhose, how much I waited, hated wearing dresses, skirts. Even that skirt that I was wearing in that video or in that performance that we were doing, I hated wearing that because I was like, ew, I can't run around and do stuff in this because... I was annoying and used to run around in the dirt and play games and chase people and stuff like that and just not be a proper and the, a, a, like a sweet little girl with manners. No, that was my sister's. That was my sister's role. Me, I wasn't the type to do that. I would go and play Beyblade. I can't speak. I would go and play Beyblades with my brother and his friends and we would also trade Pokemon cards. That was me as a little eight-year-old girl but anyways point being is the outfit was horrible and ugly and I regret it to this day so I wore that outfit and I had a specific part that was in this play that my class was doing there were two other people that went before me so I was the last person to go before uh, we did like one song number or whatever and I was pretty nervous because this was like a part that I was surprised that I even got because obviously everybody knew me as the Chiona back then that would just cry on the stage in front of everybody and couldn't even say her lines. But 
my teachers had so much confidence in me at that time that they were like, no, like we think that you're going to be able to do it and you just need to memorize these parts, blah, blah, blah. Ask your mom to help you because I think they were like fed up with trying to practice with me because they like, they did have confidence in me, but al mismo tiempo, they did not have any confidence in me at all. So they were like, we're going to put it on your parents to help you memorize this stuff. But this is again, one of those things where like my mom very much was like, okay, like I know you're scared and I know you're nervous and everything like that, but you're going to do great. You're going to do so, 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 so great. And this is why it's important for parents to be that person for their kid and encourage their kid as much as they can, even if like they're kind of nervous themselves. Because I'm pretty sure my parents might have been, probably would have been nervous about the fact that I was going to try and do a really big part in a play when they knew that I was notorious for crying in front of the whole congregation. But anyways, so my mom and I practiced and we practiced, practiced, practiced. We would memorize. And actually, I remember we used to practice after dinner. So after we would finish having dinner together as a family, my mom and I would sit down and we would practice the lines in Spanish because this is a Spanish speaking church. So I would have to speak in Spanish. And that's the other part. I, I mentioned this already is that that's the other part that would make me really nervous because at this time I was going between languages because my brother my sister and i we learned spanish first above anything else before we start going to school we all learned spanish first but then as we started going to school and assimilating with the culture and everything like that we started to lose a lot of that stuff so going to church actually was kind of a blessing in disguise because that's where i learned a lot of writing reading and speaking spanish and so i was at a point though in my life where the languages were just kind of starting to blend with one another and I wasn't really retaining a lot of things. So memorizing these things actually really helped me develop those kinds of skills to kind of differentiate between English and Spanish. But anyways, my mom and I would practice after dinner and it was like a regular thing until the day of the performance. And so day of performance comes and we're all practicing in the back, like all of us, our classmates, everybody. And back then, our group or our class, it was pretty big. Like it was pretty decent size. We had quite a few people. And so everyone was kind of just like going over their own little things like my brother and sister they had like their other stuff that was from their classes because they were in the older classes or whatever like my sister especially she was like in like the big kid class and they had like all these productions and stuff like that and so yeah I was like okay like I can do this I can do this and I remember when we were lining up to get on the stage oh my gosh like I was ready to pee myself y'all I was so 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 freaking nervous because then the lights went out and the, the 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 piano started and like everything like everything was just like starting like the day had finally come so I'm standing there in line. I'm like, yo, okay, I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. And this is the same kind of like broken record that I was playing to myself while I was getting on the water slide and looking at the instructions of the donut. <laughs> of the donut. It was the same kind of concept where I just kept repeating all the words that I had memorized in Spanish in my head the whole time. I wasn't talking to anybody. I wasn't looking at anybody. Nothing of the sort. Okay. I was focused and I had like this one goal in mind. The other thing that they told us before we went up on stage is that si nos comportábamos, if we behaved ourselves, we would all get prizes. We would all get like goodie bags full of candy and stuff like that. That's usually how they got us to do stuff because most of the time none of us were really that motivated. <laughs> but they said, you're like, te vas a ganar un premio si, comportan, si, si, si te comportas bien, blah, 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 if you behave yourself. And so I was also pretty stoked about that because I was like, hell no, there ain't no way that all of my friends are going to get loot bags and I ain't going to get nothing. So like another motivating factor, which to be honest was like a small motivating factor, but nonetheless a motivating factor. So anyways, 
<laughs> two of my classmates, they already go. And mind you, my mom has a video recording of this stupid thing, whatever, of me looking like a hot damn mess with my ugly ass <laughs> skirt and the sneakers. Just looks so bad, guys. I can't. But my mom has a video recording of this. So my two friends already went. They did great. So, so great. And I go up on stage. And you can tell by the look on my face. I'm so nervous. I'm so scared. I'm so, 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 so scared. But you know something, guys? I don't know what came over me. Maybe the Holy Spirit was just like, Ay, mija, hoy es el día. Today is the day. Because I went up there and I killed the damn thing. I went up there and I said every single line. I didn't look at a single soul. <laughs> I was looking at like the props and the stuff that we had to use for the play or whatever. I was looking at that because I was related to what my role was. And oh, y'all, I killed it. That's the one thing about that video that doesn't make me cringe is the fact that like I went out there and I did it. I didn't cry a single tear until I got off the stage. <laughs> And I went to the back of the stage and I started crying. <laughs> I started sobbing my eyes out. And my teacher was like, no, Sarita, you did so good. That's what everyone calls me at my church. Nobody repeat that, please. Sarita, you did so good. Oh my gosh. Blah, blah, blah. Everybody was cheering for me. So like it was like that one little moment of like, oh my gosh, you did great. You did great. You did great. And then afterwards, we had to get back up on the stage after we finished that play or whatever. And then the older kids finished all their stuff. We went back up on the stage and we started singing this one song for the congregation to sing along with us. And it was like a good time, blah, 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 blah. Now, <laughs> after that song had finished and the service had ended and everything like that, I can't tell you, I can't tell you how like this is like a core memory for me how good it felt to have my mom come up to me and say how proud of me she was because I wasn't scared or because I finally went out and did something that I like she knew very 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 well that I was afraid of but I went out and did the damn thing oh so like it just goes back to my point that sometimes like when you oh sometimes like there's those moments where you feel so scared and your parents are always going to be or somebody not even necessarily your parents but there's somebody there that's just looking out for you and kind of just makes you feel like okay like I can get over this I can do this I can do this I can do this and to be honest with you practicing those lines with my mom and her just reassuring me that everything was going to be okay I feel like that's something that really contributed to me performing and actually being able to go out in front of people and say like a couple of lines because I like I said the, this one was not a short thing like I had like a couple of things to say like I had like maybe like a couple paragraphs to say in Spanish too and I went and I did it and the pronunciation was great and you could hear me and it was awesome and I just ah yo see like I said core memory core memory core memory and all right guys there it is there you have it two stories I was going to give you another one but I really want to save that one for a rainy day because it does have to do very much with things that I used to be afraid of but it's also connected to other stories that I want to share on here so we're gonna wait until another time maybe not next week but another time I'm hoping that actually speaking of next week speaking of next week I'm gonna have some very special guests on the podcast and I'm not gonna tell you who it is because I don't want to spoil nothing and I don't want to get your hopes up or anything like that in case if they can't do it or we can't make it work 
but I hope you guys can stick around for that one. As always, my book recommendations are always on my Instagram stories, and you can take a look at those if you'd like to. I am currently working on a book that very much has to do with a mother-daughter relationship that's a little bit strained and is a little bit difficult to maneuver. And it's a coming-of-age story that talks a lot about how you see yourself or body image issues and how you see yourself. And let me tell you something. I'm going to talk about this in another episode. I know I will because this is something that I have struggled with for basically my entire life. When you're in high school especially, those kinds of topics come up so, so, so often. And I think especially now in the age of social media, we're so pressured to look a certain way or project ourselves or like kind of present ourselves in a way that's like, oh, I'm this, I'm that, and give ourselves like some sort of persona. And that's why I like to be transparent with y'all because like when I'm not feeling good, I'm gonna tell you, like I'm not feeling like 100% right now. I think I wanna say right now I'm at a 75%, you know? So like this book in particular though talks a lot about how girls can deal with their body image issues and how it can really affect their lives especially when you feel like nobody else understands you it is called fat chance charlie vega but yeah i hope you guys have an excellent and wonderful week i will see you guys next week as always black lives matter indigenous lives matter immigrant lives matter and god loves you so so much bob and larry said so okay bye <laughs>